It's a real gun. It's a real f***ing gun. The moment Alec Baldwin is informed that Helena Hutchins is dead. You're okay. Sorry. Just relax. Just relax. I'm so scared. I'm sorry. You're all right. Just the second film, the 24-year-old was hired on as lead armorer. She didn't even want to train with. She's got me. <laughs> I need you to know who's in charge. Everybody stops what they're doing right now. This is a crime scene. Lack of safety on the set of Rust is incomprehensible. Lack of common sense to have live rounds on a film set. I mean, like, they're all, I mean, like, you know, they all kind of vary a little bit. That's just the thing about them. Welcome to It's Giving Sucks, the podcast where the line between the intriguing and the unsettling is blurred. Every episode, we dive deep into the world of true crime and scandals, bringing you the most suspicious and jaw-dropping stories from around the world. There's so much crazy stuff going on, and we need to talk about all of it. Bizarre happenings, scams, cults, crimes, or controversial figures, we're here to dissect it all. Nothing is off-limits. Join us as we unpack and comprehend this episode's story. And remember, if it's giving sus, stay curious and stay skeptical. Warning. This episode contains discussion of extremely sensitive topics. Please check the show notes for more details before proceeding. We ask that you please take caution when listening. If you or someone you know is in need of resources, please check the episode notes for more information. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to another episode of It's Giving Sus. There's something over the weekend that really has caught my attention, and that is the Hannah Gutierrez case, which is the armorer on the movie Russ that fatally loaded a weapon that was discharged and killed the cinematographer Helena Hutchins. More information over the past two years has came out, and it's very... There's a lot of red flags for me. I need to know what you guys think. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. We really appreciate it and we love seeing this community grow. So thank you for being here and thank you for watching. The armorer Hannah Gutierrez on the set of Rust is facing charges of manslaughter and evidence tampering. She's pleaded not guilty to all of her charges and the trial has started Thursday. So day one and day two just happened this past week. So a lot more is gonna come out. They're expected to be in trial for about three weeks. From what I've gathered, I'm already just not, nothing's adding up to me. Nothing is making sense. The trial highlights that Gutierrez Reed brought the live ammunition to the film set, leading to the tragic accident. Just so we're clear, there should never be any, any live ammo on a film set. The prosecutors argue that she failed to ensure safety protocols that were followed diligently because there have been multiple accidents on film sets and people have lost their lives in the trial they're talking about three different types of ammunition and i am not a gun person i'm not i don't i've never shot a gun i'm actually scared of them but i've been learning through this process of the trial and all of the evidence being presented i've learned a lot about these different types of ammunition and they all have markers or when you shake it that you know it's not the live ammo so the armorer's responsibility is to check all of these things they're the only ones that are handling the weapon besides the actor when they're using it and they have 
the blank rounds, they have the dummy rounds, and then the other rounds we're going to be talking about is the live ammo. So on a film set, you would see the blank rounds, which will still fire, but nothing comes out of the gun but a little bit of smoke, and it makes the same sound. While the dummy round, it looks, it's, it's a dummy. It doesn't actually do anything, but it looks like a bullet. So if they're filming a scene where they need to go close, zoom in onto the gun, it looks like a bullet. And for me, in my head, I'm like, well, why do we even need, like, real guns? Like, isn't there enough special effects? Like, have you seen Avatar? You know, like, why do we need to have real guns? And and obviously, we shouldn't have real bullets on set. But this individual is on trial because she was responsible for these things. And the prosecutors are saying that and alleging that she brought this ammo on set. Gutierrez reads a defense claims that she is being unfairly prosecuted and points to the broader safety issues that were on the set. The trial is ongoing in New Mexico and Gutierrez Reed is potentially facing up to 18 months in prison and a $5,000 fine if convicted of involuntary manslaughter. With everything that I know that I'm going to go into the red flags right now, 18 months is not a very long time for somebody who, like, somebody died. Two people were shot, and Helena Hutchins was killed. Graphic content warning, but the bullet through her, I believe they said the side or her armpit, through her entire body and hit someone else on set, and this person's name was Joel, and was dislodged in his shoulder or his arm. 18 months, in my eyes, this person, the armorer, Gutierrez Reed, is solely responsible for the reason that Helena Hutchins is, is dead right now. We're going to keep an open mind, watch the trial play out, and it's a jury of her peers um, at the end of the day. Allegedly, on her first movie she worked on with Nicolas Cage, he was extremely upset with her because she had fired off a couple rounds without people around her who had ear protection or any warning, and this was set number two. Hannah Gutierrez, she's 24 years old. She is... The armorer responsible for all of these things on set. The incident happens and they take her in for an interview. She's waiting in the detective's office. You know, they have like the cameras and they're recording the whole time. She's on the phone and she says, I talked to Sarah and she said that she checked the box and some of them didn't rattle. Meaning that the dummy rounds have a sound when you shake them and the real rounds, the real bullets, when you shake them, they don't have a sound. So whoever she was talking to on the phone in the investigator's office, she flat out said that Sarah, whoever Sarah is, she's another person on set, checked the box and they like, they didn't, they didn't have the rattle, which would indicate they were real rounds, not dummy rounds in alleged box of where the dummy rounds were supposed to be. Hannah Gutierrez's energy and vibe during this interrogation, I watched like, there was two total that, that I saw her entire energy and vibe was so off and the notes that I put down was that she was just very like aloof and unprofessional and like the descriptions that she gave were very brief and a lot of like well I don't know well maybe um well like things like that yeah honestly I'm I can't remember I can't remember really if I got um if they were running the box or if they were from uh on on top of the, we have a cart. And just watching her, like, she looked like she had no idea what she was talking about. She sounded like she had no idea. And even worse than that, 
she just seemed so unprofessional. Her lack of empathy for the victims. And she's in like this self-pity and like she pulls bullets out of her pocket. Okay, first of all, I'll get to that. But she's just like annoyed that she's being asked questions. I felt that there was like zero remorse. Um, She seems very selfish and... She really gave off the vibe that she was like being inconvenienced or like it just made me so uncomfortable. And if I'm like a jury of your peers and I'm I'm watching that and like I'm watching this interrogation or I'm the detective, I'm like it just doesn't the emotion and the behavior isn't translating to what just occurred. But I guess everybody does act differently. I just I just don't know. The other people who were also investigated and interrogated or whatever you want, they went to the detective's office. They were not acting like that at all. They were literally like crying, traumatized, like trying to figure it out. Like we need to know if those were live bullets. We need to know. We need to figure them out. After the investigator says no one has come forward, Kenny brings up an alleged text conversation he had with Gutierrez Reed on August 15th, 2021. She wanted to shoot live ammo out of and this chick is just like i don't know i don't know it was so weird a big red flag came when it was disclosed that she tried to dispose of cocaine she passed it off to someone else on set i mean that can imply that she maybe was under the influence or the night before someone said that she was extremely hungover and they started going into some of her text messages the night before and leading up to the incident. And it looks like she was participating in some different activities that could make you kind of off when you need to be right-minded and on a professional setting where someone's literal life is in danger. It's not looking okay. The interviewers come into the office, the detectives, and the first thing that she asks them before they even say like hi or hello or like whatever, like no questions have started. She's like, did you find out about that fanny pack? The ladies that are interviewing her are like, oh, well, we called and the scene is like being secured. So in my head, I'm like, why is she so interested in this fanny pack? Like, what is that about? It comes out that like her fanny pack has lots and lots of pockets and she would keep like the different bullets in the pockets and pull them out depending on like what she was doing or what scene they were shooting. If that's the first thing that she's worried about, I believe, and now we know she's being charged with evidence tampering. I believe that she was trying to get that fanny pack. Maybe there was drugs in there. Maybe she wanted to get rid of the other bullets, but she wanted that fanny pack. And it was very odd to me. And I wrote that down because imagine like this tragedy happens and you are responsible or whatever happens. Do you have any remorse? And the first thing you want to do is like, where's the fanny pack? Not like, is everyone okay? Like, oh my God, I feel terrible. Like literally, where's the fanny pack? Her claim is that the dummy had been discharged and the dummy is the one that doesn't do anything. No smoke comes out, no sound. It's just the dummy. She's describing the bullets and telling the investigators what she thinks happened in the situation. And she like pulls these bullets out of her pocket. Um, and I ran out and Dave brought me the gun and I opened the gun up and one of the dummies somehow had been discharged. And can you kind of explain a little bit more what you mean by... Uh, but it was discharged. So when, if I had a bullet, wait, I have some dummies. Right, check it out. Ugh, I wish it had just been one of these. 
but um, but see how these have like the whole okay. You know, this one doesn't have a primer, right? Okay. And most of them like they have like the primers, but the primers aren't like hot. And I'm just like, what? I'm sorry. Like I'm not an armor, but I've never had bullets in my pockets and then that's like evidence right so she's just like she has all these bullets in her pocket so like i don't know if they asked her to bring them but they ended up collecting them and like putting them like in a baggie so it's just, it was so uncomfortable for me the detectives asked hannah if she had seen the shell of the bullet she said yes she said it didn't have the hole like the dummy or the blanks and in quotes it looked like a regular bullet and it just really feels like she has no idea like she has no idea or she just is lying like i don't know but she just can't give them like an answer or at least for me like i couldn't get her story to like make sense yeah i mean like they all i mean like you know they all kind of vary a little bit that's just the thing about them honestly i'm not, i can't remember i can't remember really a while later in the interrogation, she says exactly this. She says that the blank is what was 100% in the gun, except this part or the primer, but no hole. But she said that the shell looked like it was 100% from a real bullet. As an armorer, she is supposed to take every single bullet out. And this is a revolver that we're talking about specifically. So there were six bullets. She's supposed to take each individual bullet out, double check, shake it, double check, shake it six times, right? And she's saying that she did that and they were all fine. But obviously she didn't, right? This scene specifically that they were filming, there weren't supposed to be firing they weren't even filming they were actually like rehearsing right before to get like the lighting and like the camera angles and everything set up and then they took lunch they were like running through it again there wouldn't wasn't supposed to be any firing happening at that point they're saying that the trigger or the hammer was not supposed to be pulled at all and it was but that's not the point the point is that like the bullets that were in there they weren't even supposed to be there and then the live ones obviously weren't even supposed to be on set so it doesn't matter like supposed to be firing or not or whatever it's like it happened and anytime that like you have a weapon there's a possibility that it can go off even if it's not supposed to so why have the bullets in it in the first place and then obviously like oh my god this is honestly such like a tragedy and like my worst nightmare i have like some past stuff with um with guns um in my life that have happened and some people have lost their lives and some things that i've experienced personally um with an open shooter and whatever it's time for a different day but that is like my worst actual fear even just like seeing a firearm or knowing that there's one i'm just like on edge because this exact situation like someone's like no i know how to handle my gun or no these are blanks or whatever like i don't know that apparently it's easy to skip some steps when there's bullets involved you know like anyways another quote that hannah said during the interview that really stood out to me was that the box of dummies the dummy rounds may have had some wonky ones in it well then you're the one responsible why wouldn't you go get a different box why wouldn't you bring that up to somebody so if they were wonky you would still load them into the gun hannah also says that they may have borrowed the ammo and she didn't know she was going to ask Sarah, who was the props manager. Hannah says that Seth may have borrowed the ammo. And Seth is another character that is going to come into play because he is the owner of this props company that they sourced 
these different things from. Hannah is saying Seth may have borrowed the ammo, meaning that she got the ammo from Seth and he may have got it from someone and they that's how the bullets ended up in there. And Sarah says to Hannah that maybe Seth has borrowed the ammo and that's how we got these live rounds in there. Do you have any doubts as to whether or not you accidentally supplied live uh, ammunition to the set of rust? I have no doubts at all that it definitely did not come through me and then she says that's all that i heard from sarah because the police officers told me to stop talking to her another interesting statement hannah made during her interrogation was that there's always a chance that safety can be compromised on set and that's why my job is my job like yes so you are aware of those facts and now they're on the record and you were negligent of those jobs and someone lost their life to go back to Seth, who is the owner of the props company, Hannah says that Seth orders all of the rounds, all of the ammo, and she just gets what she gets, and she's told, like, not to mess with it. So she's deflecting, like, this blame over to Seth, which maybe, like, if they can trace the chain of this ammo and, and these different things, which the, the prosecutors have already started to lay out in court, are the bullets that were live on set matching Hannah Gutierrez's bullets from back home in Arizona. We'll let the jury decide. But they're trying to trace back like how these bullets got on set, right? In this first initial interview, Hannah is deflecting some responsibility over to Seth. Oh my God. Okay, the next part. The next part actually makes me so uncomfortable. And they ask Hannah Gutierrez Breed, the armorer, what's the protocol? Like, what is your protocol? And she's confused by this question. She's like, protocol? They're like, yeah, you know, like, what's the process of when you do X, Y, and Z, and you have live firearms and live ammo, or not live ammo, you have ammo and firearms on set. What is your protocol? You would think there was some sort of, like, standard. Hannah is confused by this. She has, like, she doesn't really have an answer. And... Instead of saying like, okay, the first thing that we do is check it in and do an inventory. The second thing that we do is double check all this thing. And then third thing is this, right? She doesn't say any of that. She says, in quotes, mostly my protocol is checking the barrel and checking the dummies and making sure that they are dummies. That's not a protocol. That's like a job duty. I don't know, but it freaked me out. Maybe that's why the film crew left. They put in there that it, it felt unsafe in the email that they wrote the night before this incident occurred. I need to hear their testimony if they are going to be witnesses, which I'm sure that they are. But like, oh, God. More information has came out recently, too, that other members of the cast on set, it had been discovered that there was also live rounds on them like in their belt. <laughs> like this was just an accident that was going to happen. How can you, like I feel guilty if I don't like call somebody back or text them back. How could you just be so irresponsible with people's lives and weapons? Like, it's just mind-blowing and it's disgusting. I don't know if I want to say this, but 
she really gave me the vibe. Let's pretend I'm a jury of her peers. During that first interview that I was watching, she really, really gave me the vibe. I wasn't certain that she didn't do this on purpose. And I don't know if if I'm making sense, but the way that she was acting didn't make me say, wow, that was, this is a horrendous accident. It more in my, my head and my gut had me feeling like, oh my God, like how can something that serious get out of control? So like, could this have been on purpose? And I don't want to say that. On These are just the thoughts that are going through my head. Like her behavior didn't hold any weight with me believing that this was only an accident. I don't know if that's, hello. I don't know if that's making sense. But maybe if she went in there and she was like crying and she was upset and she was like, distraught and and just really trying to help the investigators like get to the bottom of this situation I would have been like it's more believable that this was just like an honest tragic accident maybe there was a weird round that got in there maybe this was some crazy anomaly like in the movie the crow where they were shooting the blanks but there was a piece of something in the barrel of the gun and it actually discharged um you know maybe it was something like that and and nobody ever wants to think at least I don't ever want to think like that there's just people out here with like malicious intent. But when I watched the interview, it didn't, it didn't give me any backing that like this person did not mean to do this. It honestly just disgusts me. The more and more that I learn, I'm just sick. I'm, I'm sickened. When the investigators were still going through the process, she like is explaining what happened on the set. And then, This really weird thing she said, she was like, yeah, Helena, she got shot. Not like Helena, the cinematographer, like, no, Helena, she got shot. We got our camera crew just quit last night. Wow. Yeah, the whole stunking, except for like two one dude that stayed. Okay. Yeah, and then the DP, the director. uh, Do you know anybody's name? Elena, the DP, and she got shot. The director is Joel. And you said that. I'm sorry, so D, DP? And you said that he was also shot? Yeah, which is just mind-boggling to me. Yeah, both of them got shot. It was just so weird. I'll play the clip, but like, what? This person is literally, like, I just feel like this person is out of their mind, out of control, and I really don't know. Like, I just have a sick feeling in my stomach about this individual. To wrap up the investigation, the two detectives show Hannah a picture of a bullet. And this is actually the bullet that came out of Joel's shoulder. This is the bullet that had passed through Helena Hudgens and had hit Joel in the arm where he was in surgery in the hospital. They remove the bullet and they ask her. They don't tell her anything that I just said. They just said, can you tell us what kind of bullet this is? Um, and I just want to see if this is something that would have come out of one of these. Totally. It wouldn't be a, a real, real life gun, uh, ammo. 
Um, so that that looks like a blank one. Like I'm pretty sure because not only the blank one, like they have kind of this little line right there, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure the regular ones don't. Okay. So that looks like that would be in the blank all the time. Right. Good. That was what was pulled out of the shelter. Oh my god, poor. So that's why they were thinking okay. it could be an actual live round at this point. Really? Yeah. Does that look like it would have been a live round to you? Honestly, if we had my ex-doctor, we could... I don't know. Could Brooke not lying? That's kind of a deceit. I think that's nothing for Downey. Yeah. Hold on. I might be a regular live round. No. It looks pretty if that's what they were thinking and could be a live round. Um, and in quotes, Hannah Gutierrez says, that looks like the blank one, which I'm pretty sure because normally the blank ones, like they kind of have this little line right there and I'm pretty sure the regular ones don't. Does that sound reassuring to you? Anything that I just said, does that sound like this is a professional that they know what they're talking about? And your my life is in this person's hands? Absolutely not. I'm walking off set with the camera crew. Crazy. She goes on to say, I'm pretty sure the regular ones don't. And that looks like that would be like, it actually doesn't make sense what she says. I'll play the clip rather than me saying this right now. But that looks like that would be in the blanks all the time. Like, this is my point. I just like can't get her story to actually make any sense to me. The detectives tell Hannah, like, okay, this was the bullet that was actually pulled out of Joel's arm. She says, oh, poor Helena. Yeah, and I don't think that they knew that she was had passed away at this time during the interview, but oh, poor Helena. What? What a weird, like, and she just said it with, like, a straight face, like, just sitting here. No emotion, no, it wasn't, like, a, a real reaction. Oh, poor Helena. The investigators disclosed at this time that that's why they think that this was a live round because of this bullet, and they're seeing the picture. This is what came out of Joel's arm, and... Then Hannah changes up her story. Once that she knows that the detectives think that this was a live bullet. She has the realization, I guess, that might be a regular live round though. Holy The detectives are asking Hannah, like, did anyone that you know on set have any problems with Joel or Helena? Anything like that to try to rule out any other suspects? And Hannah says, She's definitely a strong personality. That's Joel all. I don't believe anyone had issues with Joel. Yeah. Helena. Helena? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know too much about her. She's definitely a strong personality. That's all. I don't know about that one. Red flags. Red flags. That's all I know. Hannah goes on to say, I can't believe I'm like the last person to have something happen since the crow. To me, again, like those alarms and like that stomach feeling, it was almost as like, I could be reading into this way too much, but as a jury of her peers, these are the things that are sticking out to me is that like she was almost bragging about it. I mean, it was like the crow when that happened. Yeah, that was scary, man. These things happen, like somebody. I know, I can't believe I'm like the last thing like this to happen since the crow. And my own 
Like she wanted to be known for that or something. I don't know. I really hope that's not the case. So she says, I heard one shot. I opened the gun. I rejected the rest of the ammo and the rest were fine. And another interesting note, she starts saying that the camera crew were full of animosity and really toxic. So it's interesting that they're the ones quitting saying that they weren't safe. And then she's the one saying they were like toxic and full of animosity. Yeah, probably because you were firing off rounds without warning anybody, just like you did on the set with Nicolas Cage. On your first set, now this is set two, and you just think you're hot shit, like knowing everything with literally playing with fucking bullets. Oh, it just really irritates me because that woman would still be alive if this person just had some care. And another side note, she was talking about like how someone would have got this specific ammo and she's like uh, oh i don't know i would have checked it more i wish i would have checked it more but all i know is uh it's really hard to get 45 ammo right now since the election sus in quotes like i should have checked it more like she is claiming that responsibility right there in that first interview so how are you going to go in front of the judge and the jury and be like no she wasn't responsible when literally she's the one who said i should have checked it more just saying but she talks about her cart a lot and this is like a a rolling moving cart and there's like a bottom shelf and like the top shelf and like i don't know like back in like the like in school teachers would like use them to like move like the printer or something like i don't know it's the best way i can like describe it but she's like assigned this cart and no one else should be like touching it she can keep organized and like blah 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 they show a picture of this i'll put it up here but it was just like so much shit just piled on there like a hoarder like a hoarder like piles of stuff and wrappers and jackets and this and that and like just random bullets everywhere she had random bullets and like different purses and different makeup bags i'm just like this isn't like little like packets of candy like you just have bullets and you're supposed to have them like organized and you just have them like thrown around like they're literally just rocks It's got me, it's got me messed up. It's all I can think about. I can't wait for next week to come around to see what else is revealed in this trial. And Hannah leaves the interview saying that, I feel like this was really just an F up accident. Which it is, which it is. Um, but it didn't have to be. And that's the point of her trial. It didn't have to be this effed up accident. 